Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to episode 4 of the Ugly Paul Podyssey. We're back again during lockdown doing some remote podcasting and this episode we're going to talk about 1997's Face Off directed by the maestro John Woo. We're going to go through the plot um, with some Addy Doozy sounds here and there. We're going to discuss the scientific accuracy of the procedures whether or not some closer members of your family might recognise some differences were it only your face to be changed. Um, In between this, we're also going to have a a quick discussion of what if, or would you rather even, would you rather be the villain, or would you rather be the good guy, or would you maybe have it both ways, who knows. We're also, in between this, we can have a wee discussion about our favourite Nick Cage faces, which, even in this film, there's at least 50 to choose from. And that doesn't include John Travolta's. There's going to be a lot of John Woo's, so prepare yourself for that. And then as with every other podcast, we'll finish off with rating the film out of 10 and whether or not we'd recommend you to check it out. Well, I've got you here before we start the podcast. Just if you haven't listened before, go and check us out on Spotify or Apple where you can get all the previous episodes. And remember to like and subscribe so that you make sure you get all the future episodes. Thank you very much. So we're rolling, Ugly Pulp Odyssey, episode four. Hello, hello, hello. Um, we're still in isolation doing this online, so we thought we'd uh, do a quick episode tonight, a wee bit shorter than the usual ones, talking about a, a classic that we all know and love, um, which is the 1997 John Woo masterpiece, Face Off. If you haven't seen this, then where have you been hiding? I've got no idea. Um, the bullet-abusing, slow-motion, loving genius that is John Woo... Um, with would we call it his, his tour de force this film big time <laughs> best American film it's, it's absolutely absurd um, but in a good way in the best possible way starring Nicolas Cage and John Travolta and it has everything that you would imagine that they would bring to the table especially Nicolas Cage um, and some more um, so much to talk about in this because it is just so over the top it's unbelievable but that's why we thought we would do it um, so Hi, John Woo. Um, every time we say John Woo, I'm going to add in the sound of an Uzi because it's <laughs> it's like synonymous with his name. Um, Martin, do you want to start with plot? Maybe just if if you can attempt to um, talk us through the plot of this film. Okay, so it's basically about two men: Sean Archer, John Travolta as an FBI agent, Nicholas Cage, Castor Troy as a terrorist, and they've been trying to catch each other, try to catch each other, kill each other for their entire lives. At the start, Nicholas Cage I love that aspect of it, just, just the fact that there's cat, endless cat and mouse between two two people. Can <laughs> <laughs> I get a sentence Nicholas on? Nicholas Cage um, accidentally kills Travolta's son at the start, and a few years later, John Travolta successfully apprehends Nicholas Cage. He's in a coma, but him and his brother have hatched a plan for a terrorist attack on LA, so John needs to go undercover as Caster Troy and in order to do that he undergoes a surgical procedure to swap each other's faces and no doubt penises <laughs> <laughs> do you know um, in doing our, our kind of half hour research for this right so the guy who actually had a face transplant for the first time in real life right was a guy in America I think and it was in like 2012 because he shot himself in the face 
and uh, it was he shot himself in the face in the same year that this film was out, so that's good, isn't it? <laughs> Talk about face off. <laughs> oh, God's sake. Some tells me his surgery didn't turn out quite as well as theirs. Nah, I doubt it. <laughs> I think it still looks. I think it still looks great. The surgery. I think the surgery scenes holds up pretty well. I also the, think that the science they describe is is apart from. I mean, I, apart from these, the dicks and a couple of things it's pretty sound. <laughs> when you were watching it, Martin, how long did you spend thinking about their dicks? <laughs> Wait, it's his wife and she's just as they know anything, so That's that's true. That is a massive plot hole in the whole thing. It's like just accepting another guy's banger. Like, I your banger looks different today, but that's fine. To be fair they had they they were going through a dry spell, so maybe it changed. <laughs> <laughs> oh hitting hitting the big the big uh, talking points of this film straight away, but Yep. Asking the big questions. <laughs> <laughs> Bangers. <laughs> best part about it is just the both of them just rip the piss at each other it's the best part isn't it aye aye the, the pattern is hilarious it's quite interesting it's pretty much like at the start John Travolta is playing John Travolta and Nick Cage is playing Nick Cage mm-hmm. and then when they swap faces so John Travolta is playing Nick Cage and he just gets to act like a how much fun is he having but oh he's loving it Angus his best performance ever I, I don't think he's been in I, I, I had a quick look at what he's been in since, and I don't think there's anything worth watching after that. That's a mm. statement. I'm sure I could find something. He did. He did take a massive downturn Travolta's career, though, didn't he? Ah, he does all those like things that Nicholas Cage does now, like all those. The, the only th- uh, the only thing I can I can think that he's been in. I've not seen it, but people did love was the American Crime Story. He was in that. That's right. Aye. Um, other than that. Unless there's been like a kind of bit part or something, I've not seen him in anything that's. Ah, true. Yeah, I, he was in a western with Ethan Hawke that wasn't terrible. Uh, see, to be honest, with you, the, 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 I think they're like the perfect casting for this film. Well, that's a because whole other canny worm. See the amount of people that were meant to be the two of them. It's just. Oh, really? I don't think any of them would have worked. So back in the day, it was Stallone and Schwarzenegger. And then mm. was it Ross Harrison Ford and Robert Redford, uh, De Niro, Pacino, Steven Seagal, and Van Damme? None on of paper, like stuff like stuff like the, the you know until the Expendables, like stuff like um, you know uh, Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Van Damme, that all looks like good on paper, like if you have them both in a film. But I think in something like that, it would be really crap because like I think something that that made those guys great in their own individual films was that. They kind of inhabited their own universe, like their whole character, their personality was just like made for that film, and they dominated the. Can the you screen. imagine Arnie as himself, but trying to play Stone? <laughs> Aye, exactly, exactly, pretty crazy. The two, of them, no, um, the two of them are. Honestly, man, see George of and I could, I could watch him playing Caster Troy all day. He is fantastic. Can we, can we remember any sort of like? Uh, he's got some really funny one-liners, uh, like. But he also mm. looks right proper evil sometimes as well. <laughs> but like, I love how they, they sort of, uh, what was the they sort of constantly slag off his weird chin and his weird face in the film. Aye, this ridiculous chin. <laughs> oh man. Right, so the very start, the the son gets killed. And sorry, we need to get this out the road right away, right? Right. How shite... Right, it's that hang that Travolta does to his family's face. Oh god, oh, oh man, it's, absolutely it's so bad. Fucking, it's rubbish. so bad. It's terrible. Can you imagine your dad done that to you? You're wee. It's, I, I, it's not what it's like. It reminds me of like, um, do you know, like the kind of thing that they do in films to like shut a dud dead person's eyes. <laughs> like, why would you do that to your family? A bit foreshadowing. Maybe we're not getting it. Or like a, you know, like a hypnotist thing. Now, like when they go like sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's obviously just there. So that he's got some unique thing aye, that he does. So that's that, him, yeah, aye. exactly. You could have literally a hundred things about better than that. Though. Uh, it could it could have been like a phrase or a saying or oh, something man. like that. Oh, nah, what about Nick Cage? Nick Cage's face. Tash as well. It's that. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Nick, Nick Cage in anything. See the hair. Aye. I don't think aye. he's. I don't think he's been in two films where he's had the same haircut. No. 
or a normal haircut. No. He's hair in like, this. Is what, like Caesar or something. I just received in hairline. It's just amazing. He's uh, uh, one of those few guys that just like, like you see every film, they just make him have some strange characteristic that like other other actors they would just say no to straight away. But with him, they say, "Aye, that's the one." What's that? Receding hairline, um, weird tash, cool. Nicholas Cage, you're the man. Do you know what I mean? Can you imagine that on, like, uh, I don't know, uh, Brad Pitt or something like that? Like, just we have, like, a half baldy uh, thing. Strange, isn't it? Aye. So, like, it's not. It's a pretty dark. It's a dark start. Ah. And there, there is moments throughout the film where it's, it's really dark. So, do you think, like, do you think anything else apart from that would have. Can catalyse the rest of it for Sean. I mean, um, I well, it's obviously it's like it's a kind of typical sort of thing where it's the it's the family thing into and it and it and it sort of gets out there pretty quick. Obviously, the um, Castor Troy is going to basically rile up Archer by basically just wanting to bang his wife, um, and and like that's just <laughs> that basically seems to be the whole focus of the thing for about. Half an hour of the film is just is just how it, he makes it his mission to speak with his wife. He just his he, he you know mouth's fun. His mouth's lots of fun just being him. Oh no, it's like well that's obviously the thing, isn't it? But then no, but I'm saying, I think do it's you weird. think that the the son would there have been anything else that would have made Sean the way he is? Ah right, um, that's hard to say. Really, I don't know. No, I don't think so. I, th- I, I think there had that. to. There, there had to have been some kind of like it, it wouldn't have just been enough to say oh I've been trying to catch this guy for, for 20 years or, yeah there has to be that um, even when he's lying in a coma I'm, st- I'm still going to have to like, I'm going to do this just to beat you even though I, I, I don't dead. think if there's anything else he would have he would have gave up his life mm-hmm. so the, the jet scene is fucking class and they done it. They oh, done right it at the start, week. aye. And uh, I, I, do you mean the I, opening scene? Yeah. Both of them. I think both of them are so fucking cool. At the start, <laughs> do you know what? Like it, he's it, got when he's jacket and he's got that velvet shirt on and all that and those gold guns. Aye. Fucking, yeah. So cool. And when I mean, Archer's like, like Archer's in the helicopter and the camera pans right on him, he's just right fucking rugged. I mean, the stunts are incredible in this film. Uh, yeah, the, the the helicopter stopping the plane for taking off. Uh, um, one take apparently. I mean, these like sort of giant set pieces like that. I mean, the only when I mean, there have been other ones, but um, I struggle to think of like films that have done big, you know, real life stunts like that set pieces quite as well as that. That's pretty much because um, actually one of the things that was ha- happening when I was watching because I've seen it loads of times, but. Maybe getting back to something that we spoke about before, where you, you get a wee bit desensitised to certain things, is like it actually hit me how much work went into pulling off these giant set pieces uh, that are actually absurd. They're like so much bigger and so much more intricate than than loads of other films. Ah, uh, the budget must have been mad for <coughs> this. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I was looking at it when I was watching it, and I was like, right. Obviously, John Woo and Sir Uzi sound here um, had a lot big, of that. Yeah, he had a lot of success in Hong Kong, but I think mm-hmm. his his first American film was Hard Target mm-hmm. with Jean Claude Van Damme, aye, that's right, aye. and then yeah. the one after it, I think it was with John Travolta. Was it Broken Arrow? Well, they don't. Broken Arrow. That's, that's a good one as well. I think he may have done. Um, Broken Arrow was good as well. Like that. Either or, they they just through a massive budget at this film with like on paper uh, something that sounds utterly ridiculous <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty much the height of 90s action ridiculousness I, um, I think they actually did well even put, like what you just said considering the absurdity of the plot I think they did well to make it, um, it for it not to look crap if you know what I mean uh, because obviously the whole time you're watching it you know that the idea is absurd and it's stupid but I think they did well not letting it fall to the level of like B movie just nonsense. And I think if that maybe that was the budget. It I don't looks know. Exactly the same. I, I'd agree. Aye, probably. Aye, but I, I think it's more than effects or anything else. It's it's Cage and Travolta that sell. Hundred percent. 
Mm-hmm. They, they yeah. sell it. Yeah. They're having you, so, you... so much fucking fun, man. Yeah. And you just you just know that they're having a good time and that makes you enjoy it more, I think. Especially no, if you I used to go through like phases of who, who I thought was better in it, but see, after watching it day man, Travolta... Aye, it's he, is, just, he is incredible, isn't it? See, I think the it's the very first moment the, the door opens and he's got that the newspaper mm-hmm. and he, he walks in and he goes, Wee, you good looking! <laughs> ah, that's it, aye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And do you see just the whole bit at the end, like now, like the standoff at the end where he's he's, he's, he's doing all his like, woo! Like aye. just that big menacing grin on his face and you're just like, he's actually doing... This is what I was going to say a minute ago. It's like, you actually, are, as the viewer... Are kind of tricked as well because you forget that they're, like you say, acting as the other person, Aye. and not just not just the other character, but the other actor. Aye. They're actually taking mm. their mannerisms on, and you do you do forget that because you for a moment you just think John Travolta's a bit weird here, but then <laughs> when you realise that he's actually like doing a, a Nick Cage impression, you're like, this is fucking amazing. Within the the bit in the hangar after the jet, there's one of the worst ever examples of people in a gunfight for 20 minutes and then they're standing in front of each other and then they don't shoot each other and they have a chat. But that's it, aye, exactly, <laughs> aye. It's still, like... Still, that happens still at the end as well. Fight. I'm pretty sure that happens about five times throughout the film, actually. Yeah, pretty much, aye. I mean, we've got, again, if I really put my, my, my cynical hat on here, there would be a lot to discuss, but I think it it's one of those films that's so slick in what it does and so confident in what it does that it's it just the, deserves... Mate, the, the confidence... And this is like ridiculous. Exactly, it is. It's abs. And again, that's why I keep just using the word absurd. It is absurd, but like it's, it's to me that's kind of how these films should be. You know, it's that's almost like the gold standard of how these action films should be, um, because it's 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 fun. It's just it's just fun. There's no other way to describe it. Right. You could say it's it's get comedy. It's get action. It's get like. Massive set pieces. The music's amazing, isn't it? Ah, it's proper. Um, like, I don't know if it, the production is insane. Yep. I don't know who done the music. Do you know Roscoe? It feels kind of. I've not got any idea. It's got like a a combination of a uh, a lot of the sort of R and B elements that were about the nineties. So it's got like funky bass, Aye. but with strings and orchestral stuff layered on the top of it, which is like the most nineties thing ever. Um, so you're listening to this orchestral piece, and then all of a sudden, like Seinfeld slap uh, bass comes in and it's like it just works so well I've no idea why but it, it really does like, well never Kate just doing like a like a, a zany fucking face or something there's like a a guitar slide uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my so, god I've just looked up there this is quite funny the music was done by a guy called John Powell do you want to hear some of his other credits oh yes right Ants Chicken Run Shrek uh, Robots wow. Happy Feet so, Ice Age, How to Train Your Dragon. All of Seems which to all animated um, stuff. I mean, recently done uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh, no. Clear Interesting. But, no, he seems to have that's done quite weird. a lot of stuff. I mean, what about his early stuff? Because that's such a big departure, because um, Face Off's got a really unique kind of sound to it, and it's very mm-hmm. much of the period. So it's, it's interesting to me that he would then go into this vastly different genre. It's what you said, Martin, um, was quite interesting because apparently he was a member of Hans Zimmer's music studio. Right. Ah, well, okay. So that's maybe where you're you're picking that up from. Well, it's just sheer drama, isn't it? It's... Hmm. I oh, definitely. I usually don't notice as 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 a music buff. I usually don't really take that much notice in the music in action films for some reason. Maybe well, because I, I maybe I maybe think it's going to be like stock. Do you know what I mean? Like just typical kind of thing but this it did actually catch me this like how how good it was because it was really like i say it, it not only was it all of the time but it was actually quite unique because um the the composition it really caught me like in the sense like oh they've got funky bass they've got like these 90s drum beats and stuff like that but then it's orchestral stuff happening at the same time just really cool like when you think that's, that's 20 what 20 sorry 19 no what's how that? much uh, 23 aye, 23, 23 years old um, aye, it's, it's crazy Cause, like, I like said, you say it, Martin it if they made the that same. film now it would look the same eventually um, Caster Troy's still got a plot he's still got a, he's got a bomb somewhere and Sean needs to find out where it is so in order to do this he's convinced by his mate and this can he I don't know how she is but 
to go to the that Walsh Institute thing, and uh, mm-hmm. I think the the explanation in the surgical scenes are ten out of ten, top notch. I, I love the the old style computers though. Oh my god, oh, it was oh, really I... bad for that. See, right before that, when he goes in, as if you would do this, right? As if, as if, like, so he goes in and puts some card in, and it goes, "Welcome, Sean Archer," and then it's a big massive hanging Nicholas Cage's face, Caster Troy, then it just goes, case closed, boop, boop, as if you'd close the case. Oh, <laughs> I know exactly the bit. Yep. It's so shit. Like, oh, that's, that's green that's... Oh, man. FBI, there you go. <laughs> oh, you've, got to, you've got to love that, man. It's so case good. Closed, that's it's so it. good. Aye. No, uh, no, just the old style computers are just, I mean, it is what it is for any film back then. Um, and I mean that went on for years after that um, but other than that I think the surgery scenes are all really well done um, yeah it looks class the kind of CGI and the practical effects look pretty good um, and I, I I thought that held up really well I'm going to do a wee bit of googling here right because something that I thought about um, was the names in it so Castor, Troy, either shot well, Archer. It must be Greek. Either Greek, they were Greek brothers or something. Pollux. And Actually, Pollux. Aye, I'm just googling it now. Pollux is. All right, Pollux and Castor were the gods of sailing and horsemanship. Oh well, that completely ties in. Right, doesn't that it? That ties right in. He's on a boat at the end, doesn't he? So. Aye. Well done, John. Well. Jesus, so many whales. Nothing annoys me about this, but one of the things that is kind of a bugbear is. You clearly want to just tell two people. At the very least, you would tell someone who owns that mad prison. At the very least, why mm. no? Why no tell them? Well, I mean, see when see when you're in that mad prison and you see the way that they operate. Aye. Like they're just kind of letting people all kind of fight each other, and I mean, mm-hmm. I love that scene. See when they get there, uh, when cast well when Archer gets there, when it catches face on him. The first thing that gets said to him is the Geneva Convention doesn't exist here. Aye. And uh, what is so, it? Um, it's an oil rig in the middle of the sea. Aye, uh, with a big magnet boots on. Aye. <laughs> Who came up with that? Is that not something... What so film apparently did that? those are the same boots worn with the big ugly things in Super Mario Bros. What, ah. um, what, what other film did that? Was it Was it Alien, Alien 3? Well, that was like There's a, a film that does that, the magnetic planet. boots in the prison. That does ring a bell, aye. I've never watched mm. that in ages because it's shite, so. Oh, terrible. See, there's so many layers. Tom Jane, that guy is Russ. No, no, I, I recognised him and I was like, I forgot completely he was in it. And there's somebody else that I thought forgot completely was in this, and I'll see if we, we bring there's him up later. familiar faces Nick in No. Oh, Tommy fucking Flanagan. Tommy Flanagan's in it. See the guy that plays the, the prison ward? He's in a load of things as well, isn't he? He's in that uh, Chicago trial of Chicago 7 thing. He's one of the seven. He's in loads of other things. What do I know him from, though? He's in something else. I'm like, pretty sure he's, he's a bastard in like every film he's in. There's sure something he's in recent that he's, like he's been in where he's, where he's quite a, uh, he's been a sort of prominent of character, though. Hold on. How, who are you thinking of then? Who, me? Aye. Oh, the, the one who's... I was I'd forgot was in it. Aye. Well, it's quite quite ironic considering recent allegations and stuff, which I'm, I'm not sure if they've been proven or unproven. But uh, James Masterson. Oh fuck! I the, he's the boyfriend. Aye, literally, that's quite a good scene as well. Aye, he's been he's been um, done for like sexual assault, and that, hasn't he? I don't know if he's been found guilty, but definitely there's kind of um, accusations hanging over his head, and I think he's lost. Been sacked for a few jobs because of it. Aye, he was on that um, show with um, Kutcher, wasn't he? Aye, was it the the ranch? Aye, I think aye. on Netflix. Do you know what? I, right, so the guy I'm talking about, the prison guard, is John Carroll Lynch. Aye. Yes. What I recognise him from is Fargo. Oh God! I see. No, the husband. Aye, is aye. the husband. Aye. Yep. Um. Aye, that's what I recognise him for. Just one of those faces that when you see him, you just never forget him. Right, so aye, we're in the, the, the prison and um, I, can't, I can't remember what happened. Right, so aye, so by this time, Kenny Castles woke up and he's doing all these, these mad noises when he sees his face, like, and all that. Because he doesn't have lips to speak. How, how good, see when the doctor 
uh, they, they drag the doctor in. Aye. And he's kind of walking about, clapping his hands and everything. Bra fucking <laughs> <laughs> There's some about Nick Cage's voice that is just hilarious. He's amazing, man. When the doctor goes last, he's like, what do you want? He's like, take one goddamn kiss. <laughs> he's got a fucking face. Aye, some, some of the noises in that part are just, just Oscar-worthy. <laughs> I think we're going to have to address like just you've maybe just bumped me onto something that I think we need to talk about straight away, which is this is a killer, like you know that Nick Cage has got mental moments in films, right, and, and crazy faces, but this has to be one of the highest concentration of mental Nick Cage faces ever. Oh, it's mad. Oh, aye, aye. Like see, just the the camera angles, and it's almost like John Woo is deliberately whenever he pulls it a weird face, puts the camera at the weirdest possible angle to make him look even more insane. <laughs> like, there's one where he's looking straight up and he's like, he's, he's like, he's, his mouth wide open and he's, his eyes are just bulging at his head. You're like, why are you I doing that? when he takes the drugs in that house. See when he goes <laughs> face crazy. Off. <laughs> see, see when he's first got the face transplant and he goes up to the mirror mm. and he's kind of oh, smiling and laughing and then it just breaks down into a cry. Aye. Uh, he's, he's so good at that kind of stuff. Aye. <laughs> So, oh, it's, it's, so it's obviously he wakes up, gets the the new face, and uh, so by this point, uh, Archer's already spoke to Pollux and got the location of the bomb, so he, he kind of marches away, calls him fucking pathetic. Yep, yep. Walks away, thinks he's fucking got the job done, then the door opens to a visitor, and it's Caster as Sean, and mm-hmm. and what is pretty much the best five minutes of acting you'll ever see. <laughs> Just incredible film, love it. Because he's Fantastic. like, he's she looking at John Travolta. I really shouldn't be cool, right? Because he's a bit chubby, yeah, well. he's losing his hair and all that. He's got that stupid chin, but he's just so cool. I think he was still kind of like riding high though after the success of Pulp Fiction by that point. Probably, I. So, I mean, he's 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 is it the kind of that's the peak of his comeback? Oh, I big time, I. Definitely. Uh, in terms of box office, um, at least. Yeah. But then maybe it, it takes a film like that sometimes for certain actors, which is like maybe considered a not like a highbrow film, but something where it's kind of at the right level for them to to shine. In terms of dialogue, in terms of whatever, it's it's not like a never going to win an Oscar, but you know sometimes there's just certain actors who actually. They just thrive in that kind of environment. And, and it wouldn't I surprise think, me if he's I think he's, if someone like was that. to give an actor a challenge, right, right you need to play him, I, I, I think mm-hmm. that would be a good mm-hmm. thing to accept, do you know what I mean? It's a challenge. Oh, definitely, aye. Yep. Especially if you're getting to play Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Spend two weeks with him, just, right, just make her as a fucking mad faces. Well, you, you do get the vibe that that's just kind of what he's like in real life, don't you? A wee bit, aye. Oh, aye. You Which is one of the things that just makes him play. Parkinson. No. Is it Parkinson, Ross? Yeah, it is Parkinson. He's out his fucking tits and he does a forward roll into the stage and that. Aye. Aye. I still love Aye. Funny. Is that when he's really young? Aye, he, he's like, it looks like raising Arizona time. Yeah. Aye, kind of late 80s, early 90s. Aye, because he's got the long hair. Gonna go get a beer, guys. Back to it. Nah, I might take this opportunity to also get a beer. Well, I need to get one as well then, fuck's sake. Exa- exactly. You're, you're right next to the kitchen. How do you know my fucking business? Uh, what do you think of that, that bit then? When he meets him? Oh, when he meets him for the first time? <laughs> Aye. Uh, it's, uh, I think that's one of the bits where they're they're having the most fun. Um, you know, you've got uh, John Travolta who's... Well, he, he's basically uh, going in to... Wind the wind them the fuck up, like look, and again, it's all the kind of oh, I'm going home to your wife type stuff. Yep. I think you find what he actually says is a lonely wife to fuck Ross. He's definitely not subtle, you know. <laughs> but do you know, I'm, tra- I I'm trying Cage to be. Is, I think Cage is good in it as well because see when he sees him, it's like exactly what you're doing. Your his entire body just goes fucking limp. Oh, it like, looks oh, as if he's oh, about no, to be fuck. sick. Yeah. Like, what uh, worst nightmare. <laughs> Uh, and see, see the kind of flash to what happens to like the only people that know. Aye. That's pretty horrific. Aye, it's set fire, though. I mean, most other people in this, it's they kind of get shot and it's quite quick and everything. They get burned to death. Mm. Very nice. 
I thought that was quite funny. I don't know. The funniest just... bit about that bit is when the boy goes up to him and goes, ah, Why are you so upset? And he just shoots him in the fucking head. <laughs> I, oh, that's right. I, when he goes, Why are you so upset? It's only pollocks. <laughs> that's amazing. Right, so after that, basically, Sean's in the. Sean's in the prison and Castor as Sean is outside and Castor's just loving his life. Kinda walks into the walks into the FBI office, kinda yep. takes a lap on her, kinda DiCaprio esque. Yep. And then um, goes and defuses the bomb, that's quite that's quite a good bit. Love it. See when he just oh, like aye. takes his jacket off and folds it and all that. Yep. Oh. <laughs> I quite like the you know, the reactions of the the people when he's when he's just been Castor Troy. To them, mm. and they they think it's Archer, like as if he's had a head injury or something. Uh, like, you know, like oh, see, see when just, like, um, touching everybody up and all uh, that, and like it's, it's just it's hilarious. See when that other uh, agent says to him, "Oh, how was the surgery?" and you can kind of see the wee moment of panic in his face. Aye. Oh, that's so, right. Aye, aye, aye. I to get the stick surgically removed for your ass. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is like that's Hollywood like w- witty banter one oh one. As if you'd say me. that, your fucking boss. No, but that's how see it's in, in in police offices, especially like that's how it's always portrayed in it. They've always got like a quick one liner. Oh, it's right. always like that. So meanwhile Archer manages to escape in the most fucking ludicrous fucking escape in the history Aye. maybe in the history of film. Because like, he's just Absolutely he's mental. relying on the guy that nearly battered him waking up. And he doesn't yeah. even know he's there. So he's just going, I'm gonna get in there, hopefully someday will help me. That's it. <laughs> Not to he jumps off the thing into the middle of the fucking sea. Yep. Aye. We don't know where this oil rig is, but he's he's quite able to just jump off it into the sea and swim um, through tides and all that uh, to shore. Fantastic. Next next time you see him, he's just running about in LA. Nice he's just, aye, he's just he's there. It must be off the coast of LA. And by this aye. point, there's been like hangs on the radio and all that about like Castor Troy's loose in LA, and he's running about a car park stealing motors. I'll never stay at that motel because they've literally just got a wee box with all the car keys in it <laughs> that you can just, it's not even locked. Is that a thing in real life in America or what? No, it can't be. <laughs> what, I, do you I, mean I, just I, based on the honesty system? Like, <laughs> we just trust that you won't steal our cars? I, th- I thought it was like a kind of valet and maybe the valet had been away or something. But, but I, even then, it's, like, it's literally a box that isn't even locked. You can just open it. I'll take that, it, man. It was nice that he, <laughs> he, he, can, he conveniently got the one car with a car phone as well. Ah, that's true. A snide car phone. Oh my yeah. god. By this point, Archer's kind of moving up in the world. He's the, I think he's the time man of the year, isn't he? <laughs> oh, that's age, right. Yeah, that's just so funny. Leaves, leaves the president on hold. I like that bit. <laughs> so why why do you think, right, so, for instance, they do put, there's a couple of things they put in it to make you think that Castor has some kind of conscience, right? So at the start, it looks as if he feels bad about killing the kid. And he yep. also mm-hmm. stops the daughter from getting raped, right? But then, mm-hmm. at the end, he, like, licks the daughter's face and is ready to shoot her and all that. So what do you think they do that for? He just wanted to rile, rile um, Archer up, isn't he? I, I don't know if it, is it maybe a thing where he, he doesn't want to harm him that's not directly involved. No. I know that that doesn't really make sense considering the guy's a terrorist it for hire. It comes folk, it? Well, I... Right, so, no, it doesn't make sense then because... He's trying to kill John Travolta at the start, accidentally kills the son. As you said, he's, like, they were saying that bomb that they left at the LA Convention Centre would have killed them within a one mile radius Aye. in Los Aye. Angeles. And I mean, that would have been women and children as well, so I, I don't know. That's that's the worst take in the podcast so far, right? What is? That he only kills people who gets in his way. I know, I, but I, I completely immediately just disowned it. As quickly as I, I came up with it, I just dropped it. <laughs> cut, cut I, think it's, I think it's because I you're many like, you're many kinky's cool as well, do you know what I mean? Aye, Aye because, like every, because like every villain in 90s films and early 90s films, he basically spends his time in some sort of warehouse apartment some stylish warehouse apartment where loads of women taking drugs all the time. Which is like, I love how he can mastermind like a criminal enterprise and build bombs and that kind of stuff whilst apparently out his face on the hardest drugs that, that money can buy. Yeah. It's like, 
what is that all about? Like stuff that renders you completely incapacitated. I mean, Travolta, Travolta takes, you know, they takes it, yeah. and it's like it just shows you what. How are these people like? I don't get it. Like they can just function whilst smacked out their heads. So also like also with Travolta, so he does the the cutler. Sorry, with Cage does the things things that shows a conscience, and then he has absolutely no problem about getting into that kind of loft flat and killing all his mates, trying to kill his son, trying to kill his expert, and killing his brother-in-law. He doesn't know it's his son. To be fair, Um, oh, that's right, aye. Kill my kid then. But what's the He's already on that, done on that. that note? What's the what's the oh, bit? See when um, see in the final shootout, well not the final shootout, sorry, the one where uh, well, I don't know exactly where it is. Is it in that place? Do you know the one where he meets um, he meets Archer for the last sort of time before the wedding? The funeral. Before the funeral, sorry, before the funeral with the other guy. Where is it? I don't know where uh, it is. It's in that loft, and it's in the place where the mm-hmm. mirrors. That's the bit, right? So well, see sim- there, symbolism. Um, Correct. I, but why is it that um, there's one bit where uh, Archer, as Troy says, don't shoot to the guy because obviously he doesn't want his colleagues to, you know, he's he's guys that he works with in the FBI to get shot, right? Mm-hmm. But then that very quick that that motive very quickly just dies off. Like they literally just put it in for one second to show like he's remembered obviously that he is who he is and he doesn't want these guys to get killed but then the next 10 minutes is him just running about as FBI agents are just getting slaughtered left right and centre pretty much aye does does he kill any of them though no he doesn't no he doesn't he shouts to one of his guys like don't shoot and you'd think that that could have been something that would have played upon more like him doing that but then it just it just instantly forgets about it. <laughs> it just always want to get the shot to pieces. Like why the guy would go? Why the fuck am I not meant to shoot them? Mm. I maybe but, maybe it was maybe it was something that he shouted, but the guy never heard them. He just did it instinctively. But it, well, it, it gets away with it though. See, see, just because the film's so fast paced, mm-hmm. you're on to the next thing before you've even got right, time to think oh, about that. It. It's, it's not until way, after is that is that is is it after that bit, Martin? That the the speedboat chase happens. The speedboat. That's the that's right at the end. Aye, but I'm saying it's after it's after that that section, isn't it? Um. So I think it's around that time after the, it's after that fight that, um, Archer goes to the hospital and convinces Eve. Well, f- first he goes it. to the home. Ah, he goes aye, to the home. Sorry, aye. Sorry, aye. And then, and then he the night, she she takes the sample, the blood sample from. Yep. Mm-hmm. So um, it's pretty much pretty quickly after that. Aye. I feel as if we're missing a bit in the middle, but it's basically just the two of them kind of. I feel as if it's kind of impossible to touch upon everything and the the craziness that is this film. Pretty much. Really honest, I think the middle is just the two of them kind of exchanging barbs, really. Aren't it? After the kind of that apartment shootout, it's pretty much just um, Archer convincing his wife that he is who he is. Aye. After yeah. that. He kind of formulates the plan to get his face back. Is there a more um, John Woo scene ever than the scene in that chapel? Oh no, with the oh, doves exactly. and everything. Doves, I mean, right. it's, yeah, it's in slow, so much slow motion. Um, like religious but, symbolism and all that. Yeah, but before that... I mean, he even has like, to get him to go like that. Exactly. Yeah. Is it this it's like, we get it, we, we already get it. Why does he have to do that? I love it. Jesus love Christ. It. Before that, though, how, how good is it when uh, Troy... Uh, kills that FBI kind of superior. Oh, gives yeah, him the heart attack. Yeah, mm-hmm. just just whacks him in the chest. I know it's like no, he hits him in the back of the like the spine. Oh, was that? I thought he actually. No, he hits him in the back. Like, of no, he puts his hand on his chest like as if to like right. ease the pain. He's no. like, oh, there's something I need to tell he you. Hits whatever, the and then he, like, he hits him in the back of the head. Then he like chops him in the chest. Right. Does he? I yeah. thought I thought it was like a and like a neck chop maneuver. Aye. <laughs> So at this point, obviously that that guy's dead. So he's the head of the bureau now. Can't get any more power. Mm-hmm. So yep. at the end, uh, it's the the funeral of that FBI director. Yeah, and the, that's where everyone kicks off. The the, the sunglasses as well. See, he had into everything else. Yeah, pretty much uh, sunglasses suits. See, Nick Cage does the whole kind of uh, that that lassie says something to him, and he kind of slowly takes the sunglasses uh, off. This uh, is mm-hmm. a pure fight. <laughs> 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 so meanwhile, all this is going on, and Kenny Sasha still thinks that they are who they say they are. Yeah, oh, that's you know, right. Aye, he aye. kid you not. Know, I've seen this film about forty times. 
and there's one bit I piss myself laughing every single time, right? So they're in the the Mexican standoff, um, and the after the mass and that, and uh, yeah. So Sha- Sha- Sasha walks in, still thinks Archer's Archer and Troy's Troy. Trevor turns out there, and she goes, he goes like, Sasha, what the fuck are you doing here? And you honestly see his look is I, just Oh, so that's right. I, the, the disdain that he he's says so it with annoyed. is so funny. He's like, I, you're it's so, so stupid, funny. you know that? So basically, after that, is kind of, they're humming and hawing, killing people, and then they end up getting in a couple of boats in a boat chase, and it's... Both of them should have died at least ten times in the boat chase, but still amazing. <laughs> see, see, see about who... Was it, is it Nick Cage that's in the one that actually... Goes right through the the police spot. Aye, I don't know. That's, that's, oh, aye, like literally through the middle of it. Aye. Yep. Yeah. Stuff like that is like that. That again is peak John Woo because it's like they could have just put now that thing. They could have just made it jump over it and have the boat underneath it explode. But he's like, nah, we'll just go through the middle. Of it. It's fine. We'll have it all shattered into a million pieces. Aye. It'll look great. And do then everybody just goes, aye, it's cool. Not aged that well. Well, it's it's, it's hard it? to do right, but there's a couple of really bad stuntman. Um, Kenny peaks and the, the aye, doubles, aye, body doubles, aye. Uh, see, where one's bad, you know, when he's hanging off the side of the boat with the chain. Yep, yep. And the worst yep. one is actually, you know how this, you know how the the hang where the boat crashes in and they both fly into there, which would mm-hmm. have yep. fucking obliterated them. The two dog body doubles are really bad at that point. I've just thought of some. Uh... Some interesting quotes from it, some of the fun ones. <laughs> you know that one where uh, do you know that one where it's like uh, Is it in the is it in the hospital? I think it is. And uh, she's just giving him the cold shoulder, right? So um Archer's wife has just sort of oh maybe it's because I'm a doctor and I'm on call, like we my own kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then he and then he goes he says something like uh, Oh, lies and deception and all this kind of stuff. This is turning into a real marriage. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Like this is the kind of stuff that like Family Guy just like they take that to town. But even when I heard that, I was like, that is just genius. Um, and then what's the other one? I the bit after the guy after he's in that warehouse or whatever, and he's taking the drugs, and he just starts like it's almost like when Archer. I keep saying that as if he isn't, he, but when 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 Archer is in that warehouse as if he's Troy, um, he acts more like. Troy than, than Troy does I know what you mean. and that's what spooks the other guys that's what spooks his crew Aye, I know mm-hmm. what you mean. and, so, the and then the guy ends up going like no more drugs for that man <laughs> <laughs> I just think stuff like that is absolutely phenomenal the kiss between the brother and sister is weird yep Aye, I was going to mention that I, d- I didn't well I, I didn't realise until afterwards I must have missed that maybe I wasn't paying attention that they were brother and sister Aye. and initially when uh, when he sort of tells her to go and he, and he kisses her, um, and then Troy comes up behind. Is it Troy? As in, is it Troy? Troy? It is Troy. Troy, isn't it? No, it's it's anyway, Archer. It's, it's, it's Archer, Troy. Aye, right. Okay, so when they right, so that's maybe why then that's why that wasn't picked up upon. Perhaps I don't know. Another, but I felt as if um, we him um, Dietrich, um, the brother is. So they actually they they want you to feel a bit sorry for him as well when he dies, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. at the start of it, he goes he turns around to Sean and goes like, "Hey Sean, how's your dead son?" And then that's like, right. An hour later, you're meant to feel bad. He's fucking dead. <laughs> that's right. Aye, aye. Very strange, isn't it? Would would he just make it the um the slow motion somewhere over the rainbow? Oh, that I thought that was amazing. Olivia Newton John as well. John's John's partner. I, I, I genuinely good. thought that was really, really good. Like because it was almost like a, one of those wee moments where he's just went, "I'm, I'm going to turn it to 11. Like it's just going to be so stylized, so ridiculous. <laughs> and I think it works because obviously it's like the wee guy. It's what he's listening uh-huh. to, isn't it? So in a way, it's kind of like you're the innocent person. You're not supposed to be in that madness, just like the way he's not supposed to be involved in it. So it's kind of just like putting you into his shoes as if like you're in that good place where this is unfolding. Um. I don't know, maybe it's a, a rare a rare sort of um, artistic moment that actually works on that level for John Woo. <laughs> so by this point, they, they, they get kinda, they get put up on some beach after falling off the boats, and after a little fist fight, um, Archer kicks him in the balls and um, puts a, right. a harpoon through his belly, 
Mm-hmm. And also Nick Cage starts singing, I'm ready for the big ride, baby. <laughs> That's so funny. Even though he's fucking dead, which is just the best thing ever. His face is hanging off. Aye. So now we come to the easily, easily the worst part of the film. <laughs> so, John Travolta's got his face back and he turns up at the house with this fucking wee boy. Yep, he's Nobody just knows who the he boy. is. Aye. And yep. he's just like, ah, by the way, we're adopting him, by the way. The ma, who's never met the fucking kid, is just, just like, okay. ah, alright. And then he does yep. that fucking face thing to him again. No, it's the sister that does it. Oh, it's the sister that does it. Aye. And then... No, it's not, it's not, no, 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 the sister, the sister, no, the sister goes to the wee boy and like says, oh, hi, yeah, my name's blah, blah, whatever, right? But after the sister's taking the wee boy, like, show him his new room or whatever, right? Uh-huh. The the wife turns to him and, and sort of like nods her head and says, uh, okay. okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, what the fuck? They just okay, shit. fine. Never met him. By the way, this is going to replace a dead kid for six years ago, is that all right? I I've made a sub. See, see, the other the other thing that I thought was quite funny is see on the beach um, Troy starts kind of tearing into Archer's face Aye. with a bit of fibreglass and Aye, as if you're, meant, you're, you're meant to be all worried as if oh fuck he's he's not going to get his face back when earlier in the film you literally seen a guy's ear getting rebuilt and you also mm-hmm. seen you also, you also seen a guy uh, they can take away scars and stuff like that Literally, uh, move, I literally move scared, them about literally. and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you're still, you're still going to stop him, aren't you? You're not just going to let him do it. I don't know, but it's, surely it's not really going to matter. Like you see, I think we could literally sit and... I think we should just for the, the sake of entertainment, but like, given what they actually what they actually do in those sequences, I don't think it's that bad. Like In terms of whether it's realistic or not, it's, it's horrendous for reasons that you've brought up. Um, genitalia reasons, Martin. Aye. <laughs> But you know, but in every other way, I think it's actually okay. Like the way that they do it, <laughs> it's just like so strange the way they gloss over it at the start when they say things like uh, they're talking about the procedure and they're like um, uh, height height, def- height difference is negligible, you know, weight and all that kind of stuff. We can we can get rid of the love handles and blah blah. As if just someone who's vaguely the same height as somebody else and can just be an ideal. Candidate to have to have their entire identity swapped with someone else. Of course you can. Like, it's just utter madness, and it's it honestly is mental. And the fact that, like you say, I mean, they're talking about their intimate partners, like you know, Troy's got all his mistresses and all that kind of stuff, and that one woman he's got away with, and and he's got like a wife and kids who don't notice anything different about them apart from how they're acting. Like the fact that what have they reconstructed them? They must have reconstructed their entire bodies then, right? Don't it? Like every fucking centimetre of bone and, and skin and hair like I'm pretty sure like I'm pretty sure Maria would, would notice Ross if you had like a scar just appeared or if you had like a big part of your body here had just went missing or you had suddenly lost four stone I, I think you're starting to question the believability of this film <laughs> <laughs> and I just won't stand for that let's each pick Favourite Nick Cage face or sounder moment for the film? Oh man, I know what mine is. I'll go first. Um, the the very beginning. The, um, the, the head, head, head banging in oh, the choir. You've stole mine. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> oh, so you've stole yeah. mine, that's Ma- so makes good. It, makes it even better that he's getting no hair like, to kind of fly Aye. about. Aye. Just he's hands doing like the, the heavy metal head bang, the one where yep. you like circular smash your hair a bit. Yep. And he's just got that deranged... That deranged Nick Cage look in his face, perfect. And then what is it? What is it? He says to like the the singer. He says something really creepy to the singer. He says, um, "I could pe- I could eat a peach for hours." No, it's not. No, he says that to the FBI agent. To the last at the start, he goes like that. Oh, that's right. He aye. says something like, "I don't, I don't really like the Messiah. In fact, I think it's fucking boring." Aye, <laughs> <laughs> right, but then he he, he kind of grabs on, and starts. That kind of really high pitched note. He just starts singing. Oh, fucking unbelievable! No, of course not. Unbelievable. He's, a, he's like one of the most famous terrorists in the world at this point. And this last he's not went by the castle. Troy just grabbed matters. <laughs> and they do make it out as if like the bad guys in a lot of these films are like almost like celebrity type status. Uh, how, like people know who names. they are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like I, I bet if we looked at like the FBI's like five most wanted terrorists or something, like that, we probably wouldn't know who they are. Case closed. Like you wouldn't, re- you wouldn't recognise them like walking down the street. 
Whereas in these films, like everybody knows it's like, oh, it's Caster Troy and all that kind of stuff. Like, no, not bothered one bit when he fucking gropes their arse. Right, I'll go for probably the fight and the first fight in the, the prison when he's down a wee bit and Pollux looks at him and he just does that face with his teeth. Then he's going, he's like, I'm Caster Troy! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Honourable mention for the sounds he makes when he wakes up. Can I can I maybe just go for the same the same scene but just the face he pulls? Now now Ross the one where you at the start when he's he's dressed up as a priest and just that face he mm-hmm. does. Aye, when he looks up. It's got to be that surely. Aye. No, that's brilliant. We'll fire we'll fire some of them in Facebook show. Mm-hmm. That's like a meme. Oh, and I actually never noticed how much he does it in other films as well. It's like his signature look. Ah, that kind of grimace. Aye, it's that. Um... Aye, but it's like it's it's like a it's like a a look of pain, but. Like upward, and the camera's above him, ah, and you just like you see the way he's eyes. Is the vampire one, Ross? Um, is it is it kiss of the vampire? Kiss of the vampire, aye, that's the meme tricks of it. So for my favourite Travolta moment, I'll go. Sasha, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> that is so good, man. <laughs> that's incredible. It's just all the stupid fucking. Well, well I, I did, did enjoy, enjoy boning, boning your, your wife. <laughs> <laughs> We really should bring back boring as a word. What a word. I mean, I enjoy boning your wife. <laughs> is it him? Is it not, isn't he? It's, it's Castor into it that goes, uh, plan, plan B, B let's, let's just, just kill, kill each other. Each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think I like the, the singing at the end when he's dying. Ah, that's that's spectacular. Amazing. Keys a rendition. No, no. Is it The Simpsons that kind of, or is it Family Guy? There's like a kind of they're spoofing like kind of action stuff, and it's like, oh, should we go here or should we go down there where the speedboats are? There's something, there's something like that, and I I can't remember. I I kind of partly forgot there was the speedboat chase in it. <laughs> and it is, you won't forget it. Aye, yeah. uh, that's insane. So I thought I would. Uh, steal a wee segment here for the Carbon Copy boys. Um, I was on their podcast uh, last night. Shout out to Mark Caulfield. Thank you very much for helping me out. He's been uh, giving me advice and tips on how to put this together, so much appreciated. He's a massive um, film connoisseur as well as Mark. Yep, he certainly knows his stuff. Um, so if you haven't checked out their podcast, the Carbon Copy Wedding Band, um, COVID Curer podcast, go and check it out. It's a good laugh. And we get to listen to me talking shit as well on a couple of them. But they've got a wee section called Would You Rather? Um, and I just thought since, you know, Face Off, it's a binary type film. Uh, we'll go for that. Um, and I thought I would maybe ask you guys, would you rather take the place off, if you were to have your face off and replace with someone else, would you rather <laughs> take the place of an evil supervillain or a super successful good guy? Um, Martin, we'll start with you. Uh, judging by the amount of fun Travolta has in this, it's clearly going to be the super villain, isn't it? <laughs> well, why, why would that be? Do I need to kill any kids? Right, well, no, but your crew are going to expect huh? a certain level of malevolence from you, aren't they? Because, because Travolta's the good guy. Aye, but so, he's it's, it's, You know what I fucking mean, Ross? I'm not... I really don't. Right, okay, let's let's phrase it another way. Would you rather be Castor Troy or or Archer t- Time Man of the Year? Like, I'd rather, I'd rather like... be Castor, but as John Travolta. Right, aye, okay, I don't think you're quite getting an idea. <laughs> Wait, that's, what, that's what happens in the fucking film. No, but the film merely prompted the, 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 the idea of, like, if you were to be transported into someone else's body, um, would you rather it was, like, a evil super genius or um, or a really really good person who's you know like loved sans know, killing kids I would go for super villain right okay now we'll, we'll stick to Martin so so why what, what about being a super villain appeals to you nice guys finished last mate as I've proved <laughs> the, the fact that you use the word proved tells you <laughs> <laughs> T- tells you why you finished last. Shut the fuck up, mate. The amount of messages of love that have been flooding into me through this podcast is in the fucking 
And the ones. And the ones, are. <laughs> <laughs> Roscoe, what would you go for? Would you rather take the place of a successful supervillain or uh, a world-renowned good guy? I'd have to be the good guy. But, yeah. No, but it's so much easier, less stressful. Like no, yeah. nobody's a, nobody's after you. You get all the all the praise, all the accolades. Yeah. So, sounds good. But, but you, you, you could pretty much if you do something. But what if you do something bad as the good guy? You're then you lose credibility. Whereas as the bad guy, you're already the bad guy, so you can do loads of bad bad things. I'm assuming as the good guy, you could just go and play on your good guy status, make hundreds of money, and then piss off to an island in the Caribbean. Would you, all right, okay, so you're well, avoiding well, that right, that well, scenario entirely. Well, if if I was, if I had been uh, Castor Troy in this, and I get John Travolta's face and was voted Time Man really? of the Year, I'd I'd have left the wife and then just pissed off somewhere. It's oh, really? That's nice. Perfect. That's actually that's worse than just being a villain. I'm that's not horrible. shocking. Harvey Dentisk. It's not his wife. That's worse than just being a villain. It's not his wife. Oh, oh fair, fair. I don't just fucking left the way. The minute I got successful. So what you've essentially Who said to you Ross is that... Who would you rather give back to her or fucking Sasha? Right, Even right. so look, you've you've basically said to your Ross that you would be the good guy but you would forfeit ethical and moral high ground just to avoid getting bad press. That's Miles Miles must have just been a villain. So you'd manipulate the system, get to the top, pretend to be a good guy, then just fuck off. Look, the the whole point of the question is, you become the good guy. It's not you're still you, so I can mm-hmm. use that good guy status to do whatever I want, and that's what I would do. Barry, what about you? Oh, we'd have to be the villain. It's more fun. Um, I'd I'd rather die. He's, he's a, just you a... just want to be able to murder people and justify it. <laughs> with, with the end of this, you Who don't get. You don't get to switch back. You just—it's not like be a villain for a week. Aye, but I think I think uh, even if you do switch take, back, everybody wants to take a walk on the wild side, don't they? Do you know so what you I mean? Just, you just want to shoot people apart from kids, as Martin's already said. <laughs> MDL is fair game. Aye, but again, but again, when you become the villain, you could you could be the person who brings about change within the villain organisation. And, and steers it towards a more um, human so just, way of dispatching their victims. You're you're just kind of doing the opposite of me. You're you're going into the bad guys' uh, kind of entourage to then try and make it good. I'm taking the good guy. No, no, I'm not saying just, make it good. I'm just no, saying maybe don't slaughter people. <laughs> and and maybe no some guy trying to reform like a, like a, I know, like some a guy. Like, <laughs> grin, like, try to do like, an HR job with like Doctor Evils. <laughs> Do you know like Arnie when you know, T two when he uh, when he decides not to kill people? Like surely that'd be really beneficial for the for the criminal organisation for them to have less deaths at their hands while still keeping their operations active. So that could that could that could be that could be a thing. Plus, I mean, look, not that not that I, <coughs> it, you know we would really want to aspire to these things, but you know, living in some sort of warehouse penthouse thing certain numbers of members of the opposite sex and the good life you know what I mean why not take that Sean <laughs> when you cut that out <laughs> <laughs> I won't know I uh, cut, cut out for, for my part, part as well, as well will you <laughs> <laughs> right so that's that's a uh, that's a uh, Cleared that one up, Ross. You would take the high road. Uh, you'd be a good guy, but have your cake and eat it, and take the high road. Nice one. Yep. Scum. Scum. <laughs> Whereas Martin and I would go out in a blaze of glory, a fireball. So we'll have the the final say on the film. I think, despite um, Barry trying to challenge the scientific accuracy of, I never uh, tried that. I literally just touched, dipped my toe in, and then was shot down immediately. Despite that, um, I think even with all the kind of, I mean, we've all been nitpicking, but I think it's safe to say that we all really, really love this film. So yeah, we can kind of go around and we'll kind of we'll do our usual score out of ten, just get some final, final thoughts. So Martin, we'll go to you first. Um, I would love to give this a ten, right? But I can't. 
see in terms of rewatchability, it's a hundred it's a ten out of ten, easily. I've seen this so many times and it never ever ever gets old. In terms of overall quality, I'll go for I'll go for a nine. Right, good. That's a, a a solid score. I don't know. Is that that might be the highest score you've given anything on the podcast so nine. far? Of course. Even even more than Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I, I, well, to be fair, I don't, I don't think we scored. I don't them, think we rated them because yeah. I think like they are our respective tens, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, Barry, what about you? Where does it stand for you? I need to start my thing by saying John Woo because we've not said John Woo enough and gave me enough opportunities to add Uzi noises. So I'll get this Martin say John Woo. John Woo. Woo. Ross, say John Woo. John Woo. That's why he goes sounds in. John Woo. Woo. Anyway, um, I think John Woo um, has done a great job directing this. Um, John Woo came up with a great concept um, <laughs> for the film. Um, no, really, it is conceptually, it's brilliant. Um, you know, it takes it takes a bit of imagination, and John Woo clearly has imagination in order to come up with this sort of thing. Um, and then the execution is very typical John Woo it's over the top um, explosions the set pieces are ridiculous just when you think it can't get any more crazy John Woo makes it even crazier um, I would like to know how many bullets were fired during the <laughs> making of this film it's just ridiculous it makes it's it's got to be up there with Rambo no, it's maybe not quite Rambo but it's, it's up there like you say Martin um, extremely rewatchable extremely entertaining Um and as long as you're just plugged in for the ride and you don't expect it to be some sort of highbrow cinema experience, not that it isn't, but it's just, it knows what it is. That's what I like about it. I suppose if I could maybe address how harsh I am to certain films, it would be that I just like it when a film knows what it is and it doesn't right. try to be above its station. Like, this knows exactly what it is and I love it for that. Um, so I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Another solid score. Um yep. Okay, so my thoughts. Um, it, it's definitely one of the best action films of the 90s. Um, I think John Woo's done terrific. Uh, <laughs> it's, I mean, to the point where apparently in my, in, in my extensive Wikipedia research, uh, uh, apparently this influenced <laughs> Infernal Affairs, which then went on to be remade as The Departed. So, you someone right. watched this and said, "Oh, well, well, that's well, very let's, interesting." Let's, you should say well, that there are yeah. parallels. I definitely. Apparently, somebody watched it and was like, "Right, well, what if we what if we made a more realistic face off, <laughs> where mm-hmm. where instead of swap, <laughs> instead of swapping faces, we just kind of there's a couple of moles, one in one in the police and one in the the mafia." Yeah. Um, no, it, it's great. The all the set pieces are all. Brilliant, over the top, just what you would expect from John Woo. Um, what Nick about Cage. Nick Cage's fucking tribal work? Con Air, The Rock, and Face Off. It's, it's, it's insane, <laughs> and this is this is his kind of the the peak of his action phase. I mean, he's an Oscar winner by this point as Aye. well, and just decides ah, uh, exactly. start making action films. What did he's he win great. an Oscar for? Best hairdo. <laughs> best um, guy. Uh, best guy. Um, so best face. Best best face <laughs> off. Um now the two the two of them are, are brilliant in it. It's complete over the top nuts. It's it 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 glosses over the science of it, so don't don't let us picking apart the potholes uh distract from how good it is. Like Martin says, it's rewatchable in the extreme. Um aye. It's it's, it's everything an action film should be. Um, it isn't perfect, so I don't think I love it quite as much as Martin, so I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 as well. Same as Baz. Is that 8 all round? Mm-hmm. 9 for me, bro. Did you give, did you give it a 9, Martin? Back Martin gave it a 9. Wow. It's interesting, isn't it? You, you, you think that they're going to go into certain things like this and it's in a, certain types of films are going to be deserving of higher scores over, over others, whereas I think you've just proved proved the point there with this film that it's like sometimes just the you know the stuff that knows its place and, and does a simple job is, is, is the best. 100%. Yeah, if you know I mean? it does, just does what it has to, right, then it doesn't have to... 
don't get me wrong, I do love the whole kind of uh, pointing the gun at the mirrors metaphors and stuff like that. It's, that's that's cool. Aye. It's quite funny, but um, nah, John it's as, as, as if well. John Woo has went. Um, as if he's went. I need. I need to, uh, John Woo. It's like I need to put in some kind of. I need to put in a smart bit. Like I need to put in a right artsy fartsy bit. Aye. He's like perfect. This is what I'm doing. Have them point the guns at the the mirrors so that they're not sure who's who and is it really them? Is it really the other person? Have they become the other person? So many questions. John Woo, John Woo. I've always wondered what he sounds like. Is that what he sounds like? (laughs) (laughs) Why why is he repeating his own name? (laughs) Mad Damon. There's a very obvious reason why he's repeating his own name. John Woo. John Woo. On that, right, anyway, uh, John Moore, uh, uh, no. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, obviously, this podcast isn't as long as the other ones because we're not doing a top five, so not every episode is going to have top five, so sometimes we're just going to fire out like an hour, an hour episode just talking yep. about a film, uh, just so we can get like a lot more out for you to listen to, really. And um, sometimes we can't be asked thinking of top fives, to be honest. So um, <laughs> so if you haven't, get like, share and subscribe. That's what all the folk podcasts say, aren't it? I think that's what they say, aye. Yeah. aye I think that makes you successful, doesn't it? Aye, mm-hmm. and um, on uh, Apple and Spotify and um, anywhere else. Uh, keep an eye out for the next episode. We're going to have a, a few coming out. Obviously, lockdown's still happening, so if we're bored, there'll probably be a few more out. So thanks very much yep. for listening, and check out Face Off if you haven't listened to it. I watched it. <laughs> John Woo. John Woo. John Woo. we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns